This is the Improve Photography Podcast, episode number 225. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Improve Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Jim Harmer, and for the first time in like over a hundred episodes, I have somebody actually in the room with me <laughs> talking, uh, and that is my friend Jesse Park. Hey, Jesse. Hey, how's it going? Awesome. Well, I am glad to have you on the podcast. I, you've been on the podcast before once. Uh, portrait session. Yeah. Uh, portrait session. Okay. Um, so Jesse does a lot behind the scenes at Improve Photography with your business, uh, photographervva.com. Yep, that's correct. So tell us a little bit about photographervva.com, and then we're going to talk about why that is relevant to today's episode, which is going to be about travel photography. Well, um, I handle the behind-the-scenes stuff, as Jim said, mainly with customer service, answering all the emails. Um, last year, helped organize the retreat, or I guess this year still, but um, answering all the emails, uh, publishing, editing all the podcasts, getting those posted, uh, assisting in all the podcast groups, and uh, as far as my business goes, I help uh, several photographers from answering emails, invoicing, scheduling, um, just being a you know, frontline spokesman for essentially that photographer speaking directly to the customers and helping a lot with that. Yeah, you also work with Nick Page. Yep, that's correct. So if you are have a photography business and you are busy, then uh, check out photographerva.com. That's going to go to Jesse and he can help you get organized with that stuff. But today we're talking about what it is that you're doing for me because we're doing something uh, really unique, something that I've wanted to do for a long time and have mentioned on the podcast, but I've just never quite dared pull the trigger on until last week. So I called you last week and and I said that I wanted you to book me a trip somewhere in the world. Uh, good thing it's not out of the world, right? <laughs> uh, just anywhere in the world, I guess, is what I what I mean. Without telling me where it is that I'm going, and I'm going to spend a week there uh, photographing this location. And so, in this episode, we're going to go kind of behind the scenes of this story and the build up to it. I leave June 13 uh, to wherever that it is that I'm going. I don't know if I'm going to Oregon or if I'm going to Timbuktu, um, but. Uh, so it's going to be kind of an interesting episode as we talk about planning for this location where we have I have no idea where it is that we're going. So first, the parameters. What are the parameters that we set for the trip? Uh, definitely some a location that you've never been before. Um, not you know unsafe. Uh, you know definitely like anything with the war going on or anything like that. Um, also, you- yeah, because I'm tra- I'm traveling alone, so I I don't want to go to you know, somewhere crazy where I'm going to just want to hole up in my hotel the whole time and not get out there and shoot. Exactly. And want to make sure that, uh, you know, good locations that we can pick up five-star locations, like from the application that we're going to be using and talking about later. Um, and, you know, also you want to make sure you're able to drive on the right-hand side of the road. Yeah, I specifically <laughs> said that in the parameters because in Ireland, I was watching, uh, Matthew was, was driving, Matthew Gavin, hey, Hi, if you're listening. Um, he's now writing on improvephotography.com as well. Um, but I was just watching the whole driving on the left side of the road phenomena, and I just thought, you know what? There's no way I could do this for a week without at least once making a mental uh, boo-boo and dying in a horrible wreck because I drove on the right side of the road. So I said that was one of the parameters. I need to be able to drive on the right side of the road or a place where I could use public transportation, but I just don't want to drive on the left side. 
And uh, the other thing, too, is if necessary, translator, uh, depending upon the language, because, you know, foreign countries, foreign languages, not going to be able to speak to many people, get directions. And uh, we had to also make sure as well to set a budget on it so we're not going crazy. And uh, going Yeah, so I, se- I set a budget of $2,500. Now, the cool thing about that budget and where I came to it from is I didn't spend a dime out of pocket. I went into my garage. Uh, I have a lot of old photo gear and I sold it. I sold a bunch of photo gear and I still have more that you're going to help me sell, Jesse. Um, but I sold off a bunch of, of photo gear and that's where I got the budget for this. And as I started looking around the house, because uh, I have one son, my eight-year-old son named Ruger, uh, he just totally has a travel bug. And I was thinking, ah, you know, it would be f- so cool to do a trip like this with him. I, I took him once to Japan and I mean, he talks about that like every week. Uh, we went on a photography trip together uh, to Japan at like every week he, he brings something up about that and I thought oh man it'd be so cool to do another one of those trips uh, with him but it's so expensive and I started looking around and I thought you know what no if I really wanted to if I had a big old garage sale you, you can make stuff happen you know you can hustle and make things happen so uh, so that's that's where the budget came from yeah it definitely makes it a little bit tricky you know booking for you know flights and hotels but it makes you really look around, especially with the photo locations and ensuring the best spots and, you know, what websites are going to be the best. So that's going to be something great to talk about for that. So, yeah, finding good deals can make a big difference on, on your travel. The, the couple that I really like are, uh, Expedia that you usually help me with when mm-hmm. I'm just, you know, getting a hotel somewhere in the U S just something quick and easy. I usually kind of lean to Expedia, um, just cause I, I like their app that it puts everything in, you know, once you book, uh, your flight hotel, everything it's right there on the app. You don't have to print off papers and confirmation codes and stuff. I love that it's right there. Um, just fly is a good one. If uh, because sometimes Expedia is you know bundling a bunch of things together and then adding in some bonus charges uh, if you aren't careful. So Just Fly is just the flight, um, and Skyscanner is one that I use a lot. Any other tools that you used while you're booking this? Um, I actually checked around. I first used Expedia. Um, I couldn't utilize much with your logins just because I couldn't give you any insight. Um, Expedia kept running into major site issues. So caution, anybody booking a flight, they continued when I'd book a flight at the checkout point, they would say your flight prices changed and it would double. Oh, I've had that before. (laughs) They're dirty. Expedia is dirty with some of those things. Yeah, and even calling and saying, hey, this is what your flight shows. They're like, yeah, that's what it shows for. And then five minutes later, hey, it's now double the price. Sorry. Yeah. Almost every time I book through Expedia, I start to see the price creeping up, 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 up. As I look just like over a period of two days. Um, and then I'll go into a different browser that's not signed into Expedia. The price is lower. Uh, like they're taking their loyal customers and trying to charge more because they know you usually book with them. It's dirty. I do not like it. Uh, I, I'm i wanting to move somewhere else just because of that. I just think that's, I mean, they're just, uh, I just don't like that that kind of treatment. That's not cool. Um, so, so that, but, <laughs> but often they do have good bundle deals and stuff. You just have to be 
really careful when you're booking. I don't think any of the travel sites you can just always go there and know you're going to be getting a fair price. You know, they're they're they put some fares low and then they'll jack some up and just hope that people are going to sign sign up for them. So, it's with travel, I find it's definitely worth having three or four sites that you go to regularly and uh, and checking all of them before you actually pull the trigger. So the three that I'm using are Just Fly, Expedia, and Skyscanner. Any others that we failed to mention? Uh, I also used uh, Booking.com. That helped out with some uh, checking out some hotel prices as well as rental cars. Um, so that's another one that I was able to find some good deals on you know rental cars as well for that. Cool. Um, and, and there are probably a lot of others that are, you know, more specific to a country, some uh, better than others. Another thing when, when you're booking rental cars, I had this happen twice in Iceland. Um, you have to be careful with what place you go through. I always like to book a rental car through kind of an, a big chain rather than, you know, Bob's Rental and Timbuktu because... Um, Often I find some more unethical business practices at, at rental car companies. For example, in, I- in Iceland, this happened to me uh, twice and to several of the attendees of the, of the Iceland uh, trips that we did. We you rent a car, and when I went there, the the guy when I turned the car in, his first question to me when I handed him the keys, like we were in the little building, we hadn't even gone out to look at the car yet, and he says, uh, "Do you have insurance?" And I said, "Well, what does that matter? I'm turning the car in," and he says, "Well." I'd just like to know, do you have private insurance or did you buy our insurance? And he's looking through his papers and I'm like, why would that matter? Uh, You know, (laughs) like it's obvious what's happening. He's wondering if you have our insurance, we don't want to book too many, uh, uh, you know, too many accidents and stuff or else the insurance company is going to notice. But if you have private insurance, we were going to find something on this car. Uh, (laughs) Like, oh man, it just, it annoyed me so much. And I said, and I kind of called him out on it and and the guy said, oh, well, you know, if, we, if it's a private insurance, you know, we don't want to do anything to raise your rate. But uh, but if we find anything, you know, we really want to show it. And I'm like, no, man, that's just that's ah, dirty. I don't like that. Uh, so I like going with national chains. chains. They're going to have not that they, it's going to be perfect that way, but they're going to have more policies and procedures in place for that kind of thing. At least higher ups that you can complain to if if they magically find damage. And another thing is every time religiously when I rent a car, I uh, record video and I walk around the whole car, all the interior so I know exactly what was there. I don't trust that, you know, where they mark on the on the little sheet where the damage is. Not accurate enough for me. I like to have video of Excuse it. Excuse me while I go take some pictures after that. Yeah, I do. And I like to do it while they're standing there so that they know I know exactly what what's on this car. Um, yeah, I, I just like to keep people honest, you know, because uh, I have had a couple experiences where they tried to pull stuff. And another one is to check with your your car insurance uh, in the U.S. Uh, I do my banking and my insurance through USAA, which is awesome, by the way. Um, 
and and they cover me when I when I'm in a rental car. So I usually don't get the the insurance for cars, and you know they have certain limitations and stuff. But I like to check if I'm going overseas and stuff to make sure I do have have insurance. Usually my policy is I don't get the insurance on the car if I'm in the United States. If I'm out of the United States, I like to get their car uh, car insurance from the place, even though it costs a little extra, uh, just to make sure. But I I don't know. I, I am covered either way. It's just I like to be double covered overseas anyway. At least definitely make sure if you don't get it that you have a major, you know, car company that you're renting from as well. So Right, yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh, so those were our parameters, uh, and I just wanted it to be somewhere that I haven't been, uh, and so I, I sent you a list of, of places that I've kind of been recently and photographed and stuff, so uh, you could you know find somewhere that was, that was kind of new. So those those were the only parameters. I have no idea. You've already booked the trip at this point. Yep. Uh, so you're, I know you're biting your tongue right now <laughs> through this whole thing to not accidentally slip. Um, but uh, but you've booked it. You know where I'm going. I have no idea. Um, and so you've found the accommodations. Every everything is set. So the the hard thing with this is when you go to a location like let's say I want to go photograph. Uh, wherever tennessee right well if i i I can fly into knoxville and you get your your uh your accommodations there but then you look around and all the photo locations are like three hours away and so you you know you want to stay close to the photo location so you don't have to drive three hours before sunrise so that's going to be a tricky part of this trip so how how have we handled this uh finding out definitely travel time what's going to be near um, there's interesting location that I found that's kind of cool that you have to back back in, you know, eight hour trek pretty much. What? I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, really tempted. I haven't quite settled on that, but, uh, actually camping overnight and then be able to, it's perfect sunrise shoot and you just back back all night, be able to camp tent and everything and uh, ha- experience just the great sunrise of that photo location. But, uh, yeah, there's... <laughs> hey, <laughs> sign me up. I'm in. <laughs> Whatever we got to do, we'll do. But, uh, yeah, just planning days around, you know, because we're spending from June 13th, uh, we said the 20, 20th, right? 20th, I think, yeah. So when I come on. Figuring, based on the location, figuring out the distance between each location, how much travel... You know, it's summertime, so yes, we have more sun t- sunlight, but, figuring- but only in in part of the world. Exactly, you never so, know what the weather is going to be in that spot. Kind of figuring the estimated sun, sunrise, sunset. So utilizing, uh, just kind of utilizing different apps and uh, finding out information on that. Kind of where and when he needs to actually be there. So awesome. Well, um, it's I. I'm excited. I I guess I am. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you if I'm excited once I go through this experience and see uh, how how good of friends we really are. <laughs> but packing is is the next question. We're going to talk uh, a little bit about uh, what I'm doing for gear and clothing and stuff for a trip that I have no idea what it's going to be like. So I have 
no expectations. Um, but before we do that, we want to take a second and thank my mattress company, Casper Mattress. Um, I have been sleeping on a Casper mattress for a year, and I would just be a lot crankier if I didn't have it. I I uh, looked around for different mattresses for a while before I settled on Casper on the recommendation of my brother-in-law, and it has been great. Uh, they are much less expensive than what you're going to find if you just go to mattress stores and stuff. Uh, they're very well made. You get a 100-night risk-free sleep trial in your home, free shipping and returns to the U.S. and Canada with over 20,000 reviews and an average of 4.8 stars. It's quickly becoming the internet's favorite mattress. Get $50 toward any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com slash improve and using offer code improve, I-M-P-R-O-V-E. Terms and conditions do apply. Well, Jesse, I now the problem, you see, you've, you're having a great time with this because you've booked <laughs> and you just get to watch me kind of flounder. Uh, but I... I here's my strategy at least for for packing and gear and you can just laugh if I'm completely <laughs> gonna be off base um I'm trying to decide on the drone the drone is one thing that I just I would love to have wherever I go it's kind of an essential photography piece of photography gear now uh like every time I go out to shoot photos the drone comes with me uh and Almost every time that I go out, one of the drone shots is one of the keepers. Um, and, and certainly for video, I've been doing a lot more on the Improved Photography YouTube channel. And it just gives it that cinematic, finished feel. It's just so cool to have those shots. So I'm, I definitely want to bring the drone, but that brings on two problems. Problem number one, I don't know what the laws are in the place where I'm going, if I can even be using a drone. Um there are a lot of countries uh, around the world that are just not really having that. And number two is if I bring the drone, it almost guarantees that I have to bring a checked bag. And I'm hoping that I can do the whole thing in one bag. I'm just going to bring the clothes that are on my back and figure it out when I get there. <laughs> I'll hand wash one. I'm going to bring two sets of clothes and I can hand wash them and I can buy clothes while I'm there because I mean, what I'm, if I, I need to bring like a coat and stuff cause it could be cold and it could be the Bahamas and I'm on the beach and I don't even want to see <laughs> long pants all week. Right. So, so how do you plan for that? Right. So I'm going to bring my regular, my tactical pants that I always wear when I'm out shooting. I've talked about that before. I have a video on the improved photography, YouTube channel of what to wear for landscape photography. It's funny that I was giving fashion advice. <laughs> I was just laughing as I was making that video. Like, Oh man, if you knew how bad I was at fashion. Um, no, but it was, I mean, talking, about the the practical stuff of um of what what to wear but the the tactical pants are really useful because you know you can go through anything and they're fine they kind of keep you warm just as much as a pair of jeans would they have a ton of pockets to hold your stuff through the airport and stuff um and and then i i wear low top hiking boots because they're not too hot and get all sweaty and nasty uh but also they're waterproof so you can go through a little bit of you know water and uh and mud whatever um no problem and then for my i'm just gonna bring a a t-shirt and then a light kind of down jacket 
and a raincoat to go over that. And with that, like I can mix a match and, and switch enough that hopefully that will do okay. Uh, that would be fine in any moderate or cold climate, anywhere that's really hot. I mean, you don't, you just don't want to wear long pants. <laughs> so maybe I'll be cutting them off. You remember, <laughs> did you ever watch that episode of The Office where Michael Scott goes out in the wilderness and he cuts his suit pants off and stuff? I think I have, yeah. Oh, man, that was hilarious. Side note. Um, or get so, those zip-off pants that turn into, <sighs> turn into shorts, you know? I know, but that's so... <laughs> Ah, so hippie hiker. I don't know. I don't know if I can wear that. Um, I don't know. So anyway, that's my plan for the gear. I, ah, man, I'm worried about this part because I have been having consistent issues with that Fuji lens as I've been mentioning, but obviously I want a solid, um, solid wide angle. I, you know, I would consider the A7R2, but it's not even weather sealed. Um, and so I think I'm going to wait for the A7R3. So I'm pretty sure I'm going to be doing this with Fuji gear, which is good because it's lightweight. I, I don't want to travel with uh, huge heavy gear and stuff. And the Fuji is so much fun to shoot. So I think that's what I'm going to do for gear. I considered renting a different system just to try something out, but I think I'm just going to stick with my tried and true. Um, my tried and true gear. I'm just going to bring three lenses, the 7200 equivalent, which is the 50 to 140, the 10 to 24 wide angle and the 16 to 55 uh, kind of mid range zoom. And with, with that trifecta, I'm pretty much good with anything. The situation where I get nailed is if I need a truly long lens, like if it's wildlife and stuff, I just don't have that covered. I'm going to have to get very close to the bear, <laughs> very close to the bear. Yeah. Bear, bear spray again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And see, I like that when I'm traveling in the U.S., I can bring bear spray with me for uh, for protection from bears yeah. uh, or people. Uh, you know, if you're in a city, bear spray is like the ultimate self-defense weapon because I don't want to shoot somebody. Yeah. I'm not going to kill somebody if they're trying to rob me, but I will bear spray you. <laughs> yes. Um, so it's like the perfect self-defense, but you can't, obviously, you can't take that on an airplane. I was about to say, you can't fly with that. Uh, so... So I'm gonna be I'm gonna be a lone man. So you have the Phantom Four, right? Yep, Phantom Four Pro Plus. So how's that gonna? I mean, for your backpack wise, for you know, just talking about eight hour long hike, what's that gonna do to you? Well, that's the problem. It, it's lightweight, <laughs> incredibly light. I mean, yeah. it flies. The problem is, it just doesn't fit in your bag with photo gear. So I'm not sure what to do about that part. It's kind of why I like the Mavic. You know, light weight small compact You'll yeah your backpack but but the image quality just is not quite there in my yeah. opinion at least it's just oh almost or like nick's uh video recently where it kind of went off on its own flew into a tree and uh, <laughs> yeah i yeah for this man the mavic would be perfect no question about it but i just wanted a little bit more in image quality um so of a lifetime you might as well yeah but boy as soon as they put uh you know this one inch sensor in a mavic oh i'm totally on board that'd be amazing uh so i don't know what i'm going to do about that and even just getting it on the airplane you can't put it all in one bag it just Mm -mm. doesn't fit and so i would have to check a bag uh to bring it well I shouldn't say that. So what what you can do is the the packaging for the DJI Phantom um, is actually the exact size of your personal item, but personal item is not the same for all airlines and countries. 
Um, that usually the carry-on size is the same. Sometimes it'll differ in weight, but the personal item, some some airlines and countries just don't even do personal item. Uh, so I have no idea what I'm going to do there. I'm going to have to just kind of figure that part out. <laughs> okay, so what am I going to do when I get on the ground? Um, I, well, here's my game plan. I'm going to spend a lot of time on the airplane um, well, I'm going to spend time before I even find out because I don't find out where I'm going until I'm in the airport opening up the ticket. I see, I thought it'd be super cool if I just didn't even know until I got on the ground in the country, but I, I just don't know if it would be possible because you go to the gate and you've got to listen to the announcements and stuff. And once you see the gate, you know, it says where you're going. I guess I wouldn't know if that was my final leg of the trip or not. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, what if, what if, uh, airport security says, well, where are you headed? You know, business uh. or personal? And I'm like, <laughs> oh, I'm not sure. Yeah. That's, they're definitely going to pull me in for questioning. Oh yeah. Uh, so I, I think I'm you. just going to open the ticket once I get to the airport and then I'll have, I'll have a couple hours in the airport to do a little research and, uh, you know, find out if I need to leave a tip at, at restaurants <laughs> in that country, etc. Um, but I'm going to do some research before and I want to have a shot list. That's something that I did uh, before Ireland, and it was really helpful. Just kind of got the creative juices flowing to have a list of different things that I want to do. So, for example, uh, I I might put, uh, you know, you'd, I have no idea what it, what specific locations I'm going to be at, but I could make a list of techniques or different types of shots I could get there. So, one that I really want to do, I want to have some authentic experience while I'm there. Um, you know, wherever it is, I mean, let's say this is Canada, uh, I, I want to spend some time with somebody, you know, in, in Bob's Diner and just get to know what it's like in that city uh, or wherever it is uh, that I'm going. I just, I want to spend at least one day doing something, uh, just getting to know an authentic place. And that may be something as simple as, you know, striking up some conversations with people in, in a little shop, something like that. I just have a tendency to just go to the photography locations and sometimes I can miss that portion of it and and that's cool that, that's one of the fun parts of of travel that'd be awesome uh so so that i want to do something authentic and then also have a list of techniques like ah oh man i've been wanting to do hyperlapse for like six months it's been on my list of of techniques to try and i just haven't done one yet have, have you seen hyperlapse Mm-mm. this is it's a time lapse so you oh. know you're taking a picture every couple seconds yeah. but the camera is moving between each shot so like you'll set up your tripod click move your tripod forward click move your tripod forward a foot click move your tripod forward a foot and you get it oh, yeah. click <laughs> okay. and so it's like you're just like flying through this area which i guess is kind of like just doing a drone shot mm-hmm. but <laughs> but obviously some i've seen it like the um, san francisco bridge yeah where they have it up they go around the bridge in different setting between sunrise and or sunrise sunset and kind of go through that time it's kind of oh, cool that's cool a different angle and when the sun moves and everything else so yeah they're they're tricky to do i've watched some youtube videos on how to do it and stuff and it's like if you make one little fidget at one point it's super obvious you got to make sure you're exactly right through each shot or else it messes it up make sure you have a good tripod locked in place so you're level and everything else and yeah yeah like you bump it one way and it's smooth for a second then er, you know (laughs) Uh, i mean you can cut out one frame but if you just consistently start doing it a different way then you notice so my uh my thought on the airport idea was uh maybe getting a shirt with the uh 
you know, place his flag or something on it and have you op- open that up and put the shirt on kind of blindfolded wise and be able to look down while recording you and be able to see the country or wherever you might be going. Oh, that'd be cool. Kind of doing it that way at the airport. I like that. A week, I could put the shirt on at home and put a jacket over yeah. it and, and like close my eyes, put the shirt on, put a jacket <laughs> underneath and then unzip the jacket uh, to see where I'm going. That'd be funny. Yeah. I like that. All right. Uh, so apps, uh, I use uh, several apps for travel that are really helpful while you're there. Of course, uh, Google Translate is just, it's incredible what it can do. Um, so I'm, I'm sure everybody's seen this, but just in case you haven't, it it brings up a camera on your phone and you can point it at a sign in a different language, if I'm even going to a place with a different language, and it will show your what you look at on the camera, it will just show in English. Uh, even though when you look at your sign with, you know, not through your camera, it's, you know, in whatever <laughs> Swahili. Um, so it, it can do that. Plus you can talk into it and have it translate. So uh, that's uh, t- just an absolute definite um uh, a definite travel app that, that I will be needing. Also, uh, I'm using radar scope for my weather. It's been the most accurate one that I have found. I've tried a bunch of them, a bunch of different ones for the weather. And, and that one has been, um, pretty, pretty consistently good. Um, other apps that I use, I, have all of the apps for the different airlines, you know, Allegiant, American, United, etc. What a couple of them are doing now is if you download your their app before you get on the plane, then you get free movies uh, through the app through their Wi-Fi. Oh yeah, free Wi-Fi. I like that. Yeah. yeah. So they so you can watch all the free movies uh, that they have there. And oh man, I just die on long flights. Oh, I go so stir crazy. Oh yeah. And so, uh, I like to have some good content. <laughs> also, Netflix allows you to download now mm-hmm. and like most of their content you can download. Amazon instant video also does it. Voodoo as well. You can do full length movies. Voodoo. Yep. What's that? Voodoo. It's uh movies, you know, just basically uh, ultraviolet. So if you have ultraviolet codes, enter it, you go to voodoo. You can What's ultraviolet? It. Like you, you know how you, purchase movies that have the ultraviolet codes on there no and if you open them up they'll show on there and then you enter that in and it gives you the movie oh is this like the disney second like, digital pass yeah, thing it's, it's kind of like disney but for the non-disney movies because disney has their own and the voodoo has their own for everything else and you can rent movies you can purchase them from there or i always frank's movies get free or discount codes for like two bucks for a full movie fancy yeah all right. Others that I use, uh, of course, Uber, I use pretty regularly. Um, when I travel, I have no idea if, it, if they'll be doing it in this country. Um, but that's, uh, I really like doing that, especially like if you're in a big city, it could be pretty stressful to drive in some cities. And so even if I do rent a car to like get to a big city, sometimes I'll just take Ubers within a city and they're pretty inexpensive. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, places that I would never dream of taking a taxi because it's so far, an Uber will be like 15 bucks. Uh, Yeah, I I got one in Chicago. It was a 40-minute drive, and they charged me like $22. And I was like, wow, this is awesome. Uh, Pretty incredible. Yeah, I I remember being in Miami, took a taxi two blocks, and it cost me 20 bucks, and just thinking Uber would have cost me five. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. 
Uh, and Google Earth. Uh, Google Earth, I think, is is majorly overlooked because we always use Google Maps. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Google Earth is a very, very handy thing for uh, for travel uh, because you can see more of, uh, you know, on your phone. Of course, you can do this on Google Maps uh, just with satellite view if you're on the, on the computer. But on your phone, it's nice to have Google Earth because uh, you can see the elevation where mountains are and things. So when you're going to a location, you can kind of visualize what it's going to be there and even kind of start to plan your composition at a location i'm i'm going to try to resist in the airport after i find out where i'm going i'm going to try to resist looking at photos of the place i I really want to do something different i want a real adventure this time and so i don't want to spoil it too much with looking at other people's photos but when I try to do something, like sometimes I'll get into a kick like that. I want to do something authentic. And so I'm, I don't want to go to locations anybody's I've ever been to before. That always leads to like <laughs> me just driving on dirt roads for four hours watching beautiful sunrise and not finding anywhere to, to stop and take a picture. So for this, obviously, the really good photo spots app is the whole point of this trip. Uh, it's kind of like the ultimate test for really good photo spots uh just going to somewhere random and hoping we have good results (laughs) on there and one thing that really good photo spots will do that's essential for this trip because i don't know if i'm i will have a network connection at all i'm with verizon so they're terrible overseas um is you can save locations offline now there are two versions that well there's there's only one app once it's released it should be man maybe very shortly all i can say is shortly we're we're within two weeks of the release for sure uh i maybe by the time they're listening to this it'll be out i doubt it yet i think you put a date online wasn't june 5th or something it's absolutely (laughs) gonna be out by june 5th (laughs) but i'm hoping it'll be out before right now we're experiencing issues with the iphone 5c and the iphone se those are the smaller versions and so we gotta totally rethink some of the ui things that just did not work on there and also wasn't something with the social media as well that was causing some issues yeah social media sign on we just ditched uh which ugh, i'm tired of social media anyway so um facebook rant ugh, oh we're gonna get a facebook rant <laughs> in an upcoming episode of the podcast believe me um but anyway so you can search so right now i'm typing into the app where 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 we go don't pick don't tell me where i'm going uh tell me like, wait a second Did tell me traffic? somewhere random pick a city uh boston all right i so i type boston i type boston massachusetts into the search and I click find your spot. Now there's also a button to just click spots near me and uh, that'll just show you all the spots close to where you are. So if you are in, uh, you know, if you're in, if you're there at the location you want to shoot, you can just boom, click spots near me and it'll show you a list of everything. But if you want to search somewhere far away from you, then, you know, you, you click Boston and boom, all your spots are right there. But that's not going to work offline. You know, you're going to miss Paul Revere's house and stuff if you get there and you don't have a network yeah. connection, which is often true when you're out photographing, you're out, out in places away from cities. And so it, the free version uh, has, you know, you can search, you can do all these things, but the paid version, it's just $9.99 per year. So it's like 82 pennies a month. Um, and it, uh, it gets rid of all the ads. It allows you to save things for offline use. And uh, you can organize things into trips. So I can make my trip of Timbuktu and I can 
I can make my list of boom, this is my shot list and my research is done. I'm ready to go shoot. So that's the whole purpose of this trip is I kind of want to highlight, hopefully, hopefully in a good way, highlight the app working. Uh, But this is this is the ultimate test of it uh, to to see how it does. So uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to to uh, get out on the trip. I don't know what my communication is going to be like during the trip. Uh, if I'm going to be able to kind of post things as I go, um, if you know, hotel Wi-Fi is always terrible, and and Verizon overseas, uh, usually it's just too expensive. Um, but uh, but we'll see how it goes. One thing I do like is being an iPhone user when you're overseas Wi-Fi. because you have uh, yeah you can text over Wi-Fi and it doesn't use any of your normal text messages. So. Anytime I have Wi-Fi, I can text any other iPhone user, yeah. uh, which is it's nice. I you know I like to text my wife a lot while I'm while I'm gone, uh, just to get rid of the loneliness. I'm uh, out traveling alone. Well, especially she's gonna be freaking out because you're going to a place that nobody knows. <laughs> yeah, you know, I thought she would be no, more more nervous about this, um, but no, she's like, oh, cool, sounds fun, have a good time. Yeah, that sounds like something she would say. Yeah, she's she's awesome. <laughs> all right well jesse thank you for doing all the planning for this trip and sharing a little bit of the behind the scenes for it people can check out everything you do at photographervacom um with just a few announcements check improve photography.com slash workshops is where you can see all of the events that the uh, columnists on improved photography the writers and also the podcast hosts uh, have different things that they're doing those are not improved photography sponsored events they're their own things uh, but you can find a whole list there uh, the app is coming shortly as you heard <laughs> but also the improved photography retreat in charleston south carolina tickets are available right now it's probably not an emergency that you go uh, buy a ticket right now. It's going to take several months to sell out. Uh, but last for the last conference, it did sell out quite a few months before the actual event. So, uh, you know, put that on the plans, go check out the, the page and uh, come join us. I mean, it's driving distance from so many different locations. And I'm, I'm telling you, that is a week you will remember your whole life life like if you're just sick of the daily grind and you want an adventure of your own come to the improved photography retreat it's just i mean incredibly motivational uh, to just be around other creatives and other people just like you uh, making tons of new friends uh, and getting awesome photos for your portfolio this year, I'm putting an extra emphasis on on landscape stuff as well because there's some incredible landscapes uh, around Charleston as well as the portrait stuff that uh, that we did last year as well. So, uh, looking forward to it, and uh, we, uh, uh, yeah, it's going to be an awesome experience. Check that out at improvephotography.com/slash/retreat. Well, Jesse, it is time for the doodads of the week. What do you have for us? Um, actually, I was talking to you about something a little bit earlier. Uh, it's actually called the Hook Smart Home Hub for Remote Control Outlets. Uh, Electricity and um, Hook actually provide this awesome feature to be able to connect with Alexa, uh, control your lights via voice uh, or even via remote so you don't have to. You can turn all your lights on uh, via your smartphone, even away if you forget to, that your lights are turned on. You can turn it on and off via your smartphone and to be able to control that all remotely over your internet connection instead of having to go around flipping switches and having that nice smart setup actually with your home theater system as well. Yeah, that's really cool. I I love home theater. I think it's so much fun. Um, I So I 
you have seen my home theater. I, I built a little home theater in a spare room in our house. And so I, I got a projector and stuff, but you buy this, you know, this little Amazon Echo. It's like, what, $40 now? It's 50 bucks. And They're incredible what they can do. So I can walk in, walk in there and say, Alexa, turn on projector Xbox One. And it'll switch from the TV to the projector and it will change all my inputs and stuff to, to play Xbox with the kids uh, or, you know, to play a DVD or whatever. It's just, it's so cool. I just feel like I'm talking to the future every time I go out, go in there. And it's like super easy. Well, it's not super easy to set up, but if you're mildly tech- technically inclined, uh, you can totally do it. So you can figure out your camera. I'm sure you can figure out this. So. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so the hook is a kind of a cool tool to, to make uh, that happen. Jesse, thank you for being on the show. It's fun talking with you as always. I appreciate everything you do behind the scenes at Improve Photography. And if you are a busy photographer or really whatever else it is you're doing for your small business, contact photographerva.com and see what Jesse can do for you. Thanks, everybody. Have a great week. Get out there, take some photos, and let me see them afterwards.